Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week we have Joey No Days Off Jordan joining us this week. Joey is an ex-teammate of mine at Virginia Tech and a recent participant in the USGA Mid-Am at Aaron Hills. So we're going to chat a little bit about Joey's experience, what he learned, what he did right, what he did wrong. But if you're in need of a laugh, this is definitely the pod for you. I hope you guys enjoy and we will see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of the Sticks Golf Roundtable. We have the one and only Joey Big Muscles Jordan on the podcast, a teammate of mine from Virginia Tech and a recent Mid-Am or U.S. Mid-Am participant. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the pod, Joe. Thanks, guys. So so good to be on. So good to see you guys. Miss you, Tom. Miss you, pal. <laughs> Miss you, Junior. Junior. I don't, I don't miss junior because uh, we've gotten paired together. I feel like in every tournament I've played in this summer. But uh, I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> I recall every hole you've played this summer. <laughs> Can we just go and you guys just ha- just just discuss the the summer that it was? Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't done much special. I've enjoyed watching Joey play though. So did uh, did you and your dad clip the rosin stocks at the parent child? Dude, we 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 came in second for like the fourth year. Welcome. Yeah, because yeah, I think you came in second to Trey and his dad and me and my dad. Yep. Yes. That is correct. Dominance. We have dominance over the Jordans. Nice job. <laughs> the, Jor- <laughs> the Jordans are destined to finally win. We've got, the, uh, we got that Louis Oosthuizen gene going <laughs> right now, but we're, we're, we're going to come through and pull through one of these days. I know it. Let's go. Oh, I, I saw like quick, quick side note. I saw your dad played uh, pretty solid in the uh, senior am at the Cav. Just when I start to think that I'm better than my dad, he pulls this stuff, dude. I'm like, all right, I think I'm finally like actually better than him, you know. And then he's comes in second at uh, you know at the state match play or whatever for seniors, and he played. I think he played twelve competitive rounds of golf in like ten days. It was yeah, he crazy. came it was right crazy. from that to the Valentine. I saw him at the yeah, Valentine. Right I was like, to the Valentine. I was like, I was like, dad, dude, you're you must be exhausted. Like, dad, you're kind of a horse. <laughs> played solid that week too and the golf course was set up so like it was it was like crusty and firm and fast it was, it was so, that course. so much loves that course it's so much fun yeah well let's talk about your recent trip to uh wisconsin tell, tell us about qualifying have you played in a usga event before was this aaron hills. Experience? Aaron yeah. hills yeah no so it was my first usga event i've been an alternate twice once for uh the usam back when i was in college I was like a second alternate to the one at Pebble Beach. And then um, I was an alternate for the four ball last year, the one that they had in Arkansas or Alabama, I believe. Yep. And so I'd never seen Keswick before. And I talked to my my dad who had played and Mark Lawrence who had played there as well multiple times. I'm like, you know, it's kind of straightforward. You don't have to do too much, except on a couple holes that were a little weird. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go out and play a practice round because it's about an hour drive. Um, you know, I'm just going to kind of go out there and, 
Pinch and uh, pennies, pinch and pennies, dude. Well, the uh, the vacation days are running low, man. So you know. <laughs> that's so fair. That's so fair. I don't have that unlimited Tom Crow to time off. <laughs> I'm still working on it, bro. Still, I'm I'm still working on it. But uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out there, um, and you know, just keep it simple. Like hit fairways, hit greens. You know, because I'd heard like one or two under gets in. So I'm like, you know, I don't have to do anything too special. Just play solid, hit it good. So I go out there first hole of the day. Well, I, I should actually say this. I'm on the range and the, the head pro comes up to me. He's like, he saw my bag. You know, we talked a little bit and he's like, Hey, just for the record, he's like, if you're played before, I was like, no, he's like, all right, well, the greens are kind of like independence, like where they don't break as much. They, they look like they will, but they really don't. I was like, okay, look, I'll keep that in mind. And so I go to the first hole and it's like right in the sun. And I lose my ball, like seven yards off the fairway, like less than 10 yards off the fairway lost ball in the first hole. We never found it. The rough was, was the rough just thick as shit. Oh, it was super thick, super high. And you know, there was dew and then the sun in. So we just never saw it. And I never played the course. I didn't really know where the ball was supposed to be. There were no spotters. So I was like, damn, you know, not the best start. I was like, <laughs> oh. I was kind of flipping out a little more than I should have been. Cause I come all this way, you know, take time off work that I don't have. <laughs> don't play practice round, lose ball first hole. Right, don't play a practice round. I'm like, I'm pissed. And then all your decisions. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm like hating myself. I'm like, should I just go to work? (laughs) I've been there before. Yeah. (laughs) What am I doing out here? Right. It's just a kind of like a fluky thing. Like I hit what I thought was a perfect shot. I just ended up losing the ball. And then I bogeyed like the fourth hole. So I'm like sitting there three over through five. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. All right. Like I'm still here. And in my old age, old age, my mid age, I'm like, you know what? You know, I've got some firepower still. I'm like, let's just try to, hit fairways, hit greens, you know, put a few good swings together, maybe roll in a couple putts and get some momentum. I'm like, just try to get it to, I was like three over. I was like, try to get it to like one over by the turn, you know, make a couple birdies coming in. And then I did that. And I was like, okay, I'm like, here we go. I'm kind of catching a heater. And then I looked at, uh, looked at the leaderboard. I was like, wow, you know, the lowest is only like minus one or minus two. Like I'm kind of right there if I have a good back nine. And then I hook it in the hazard on the 10th hole. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, wanted to, I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? And make bogey. But then I birdied the next hole. I birdied like I birdied seven of my last 13 holes or something like that. Yeah. Um to to get to three under. And then that like got in. I was like the in the clubhouse leading for a while. Then some guy came up and ended up shooting four. Um, but that was kind of a maturing moment for me. And just kind of, you know, I'm never out of it, you know, kind of put things behind you, you know, get over the, the, the bad breaks that you're going to have, which has kind of been the biggest part in my development as a player and improving versus like getting better at ball striking or better at putting, just letting myself off the hook a little yeah. bit versus, you know, holding myself down like three holes back. Like, God, I should, if only I didn't lose that ball, you know, I was like, you know what, forget about it. I can't control it. Like I'm not going to work today. Like I'm going to be here. So let's try to, you know, make the most out of this. And, um, and it ended up going super well. And played a flawless, like, last 13 holes, um, making tons of birdies. And, like, I was draining putts, like, 10-footers, 15-footers that, like, weren't breaking a lot. And I was like, yeah. shout out to the guy that came up to me on the range because I was, was playing that- last break. And they were, you know, going. I'm like, oh, that's going to miss low. And it stayed straight and went in. I was like, shout out to my guy. Was that Bubba? Bubba Pulley? I think so. I, I, I feel terrible. I, I can't remember his name. But he was, like, a big guy with, like, curly hair. He was yeah. super cool. That's super Bubba. cool. He's the man. Yeah, I I owe him a few beers, that's for sure. There you go. Well, um, yeah. So what do you think about Aaron Hills? Oh, man, it was awesome. 
It was uh, actually I forgot to talk about that after the qualifying experience. Yeah. You know, that was kind of like its own little thing. But yeah, Aaron Hills was so awesome. It was so we played Blue Mound and then Aaron Hills, and they were quite opposite. So Blue Mound was kind of right in front of you. You, you know, you kind of see what you get. Uh, you know, the greens were like concrete when we played the tournament. They were a little softer in the practice rounds. So I was like, man, some guys are going to go low. But during the actual tournament, they were like pavement out there. I um, mean, the USGA, you know, had their usual pin set up. So it was it was kind of tough. But Aaron Hills was, you know, blind tee shots left and right and super undulating fairways. So you hit a shot and I'd go to my caddy and be like, that's got to be right down the middle. And I'd be like, left rough or like in the fescue. I'm like, damn. We hit that exactly where we thought we needed, you know, and I'd be in the rough by like a foot. And then the the pins during the round, this is kind of what screwed me over, was I couldn't get it on the right tier. It was like I'd be hitting out of the rough a ton and, you know, you couldn't control your distance as well. And then I'd be not in the bowl that I needed to be in or on the right level. And then I'm, yeah. you know, fighting for my life to two putt from like 40 feet up and over and down and you know they're a little slow up but like really quick down and then i'm like gotta make 15 footers for par so uh there was there were a ton of things that i learned just about kind of handling myself in the tournament when it comes to like distance control just because i was just because of the adrenaline i was probably hitting it like no lie 10 or 15 yards further yeah just um it was just it was just going out there i guess i was a little amped up a a good funny story is on the first hole, like my first hole of the tournament, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm a, I'm a little nervous, you know. My parents are out there. We're at Blue Mound, correct? And yeah, we're Blue we Mound. on 10. Blue Mound on 10. Bad so name. It was like, you know, nothing nothing too crazy. Um, that hole was, you know, pretty relatively easy if you could just put it in the fairway. And there's a little dollar left, and I'm drawing it. some, you know, thing. And this is, a, you know, great starting hole for me. And I, I, I hit one out in the fairway. And I, I go to my caddy, Sean, who's the director of golf and pro at my club. So he was on this, he was on the bag. I was like, Hey man, what's the number? You know, he's like, you got 141 stick. I'm like, okay, that's just a little sawed off pitching wedge. Just choke up a little three quarter flight it in there. And I hit it like pin high back left. And he goes, Podge, it was really 155. Like I was just gassing. <laughs> I was just, I was, yeah, he, he, he knows me so well. He did such an amazing job. He knows me so well. I mean, it was like 156 to the flag or something like that. Dude, and that I, takes so, some balls as a caddy to tell your player yeah. the Opening wrong number. The first fairway? First fairway. Oh. First fairway. And the pin was the very back. If you're long, you're X. I mean, wow. you're done if you're long. And uh, he, yeah, 141. And he goes, yo, it was 155. And like, I felt like I hit it my 141. It just, it was just. So that, that's and, what he was thinking was I'd rather, I'd rather have Joey 30 feet short than 20 feet long. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you could yeah. not get yourself on the short side of the hole out there, go long or anything. That's, that's how I made my double in that first round out there. There was a, it was like a part three and uh, 198 or something, something like that, like into the wind. And I'm like, okay. Middle pin. So I've got, you know, 218 to the back edge or 216 back edge. I'm like, okay, let me knock down a six and kind of hold it up, you know, hit it to the middle of the green. You know, I hit it and everyone's, oh, good shot, good shot. I turn around. I'm not even looking at it. I just get Sean, uh, my six iron. We get up there. Can't find my ball. I'm asking spec. I'm like, hey, man, you see my ball? It's not in the back bunker. It's not on the green. It's on a sprinkler head. He goes, oh, yeah, dude. Your ball hit the back of the green, like on the green, the green surface. 
bounced over the back bunker. And then I was on a downslope in the rough behind the bunker, you know, having to flop it over a bunker, green sloping away and downwind. And then, you know, chipped it a little long, went up against the collar, you know, had to stab it out. Oh, quick, quick double. Quick double. And Sean, well, yeah, it's hey, man, you hit a good shot. I was like, yeah. It's no, funny here. Really yeah, it's funny hearing you describe a couple of those because, uh, yeah, that was the first thing that jumped out at me when they made the announcement. It was going to be at Aaron Hills with Blue Mound being the the co the um, co-host for the stroke play portion and blue mound is a, uh, you know, it's an old Seth Rainer. It's over a hundred years old. It's that classic architecture with propped up greens and, you know, steep banks around. And then you got Aaron Hills is just, you know, big ballpark wide open, very different, very different uh, challenges that, that those courses bring. So I was curious, you know, when you first got there, when you showed up and you played your, your practice rounds, um, did you have specifically a, a better feel Obviously, you ended up playing better on Blue Mound, but what were your before the tournament started? What what, what were you feeling, and which course did you really like more? I guess. Yeah, no, honestly, I felt super good at both because I've been driving it so well. And Blue Mound, when I rolled up there, I said to Sean, "I was like, oh my gosh, dude, this is the most pure course I've ever seen. Everything was amazing. The greens were where they were they were so fast and sean went up and came in i'm gonna go hit the bathroom sean grabbed my putter and was hitting putts blowing 30 feet past just he was almost putting him off the green on the putting green it was it was cool but i played blue mound and i didn't play as well there as i did at aaron hills in the practice rounds oddly enough um well it looks like aaron hills gave a lot of people some problems with them looking yeah. at the scores like aaron hills is from what I'm at least looking at here, it's like four or five shots higher than anything at Blue Mountain. Yeah, it's it's way windier out there in the green complexes. They're they're so drastic. It's it's almost you know bally hack, but way more intense in terms of the tiers. And you know if you're at bally hack, you know if you're on the wrong tier, you know good luck. Right. Have a nice bogey. Yeah. You know exactly. <laughs> like I would just I just couldn't stop making bogeys. You know, I, I, I had five, I had five, three putts the last, I mean, I just, I was hitting the wrong tier and then I, you know, how can I keep this putt on the green? And then I have to make, you know, a 12, 15 footer, which I made none of. And then you know, tapping in solid five, fairway yeah. green five. Yeah. But I want to, I want to go back to what you said about like the greens and how firm it was playing. Like I've seen USGA greens. It's like, I feel like it's almost the challenge of it is the fact that those conditions are just, they just don't exist anywhere else. Like if this, if it's your first time there, it's just like, it's just a different type of golf. Like maybe you play, but like the combo of firm and how fast they run is just ridiculous. If you've never, that's, that's exactly one thing that me and Sean mentioned, you know, when it came to prepping for these type of events in the future, it's almost, you know, how, how am I going to prepare for something like this? where I'm, you know, six inches in the rough down grain with a brand new 60 degree wedge from 70 yards and I can't hold the green. Yeah. I mean, I'd hit it up there short of, you know, just on the front edge and it just, it's just concrete and then it rolls over the back. I mean, so there was one hole vividly where we were both, we looked at each other in shock. It was, uh, it was a par three. I think it was maybe number three, but it was my, you know, 12th hole or so. And it was 218 yards or something. Pin was middle right. It's number six. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, let's hit a seven iron. You know, I hit the ball pretty high. Let's hit a seven iron. And I hit it to the front third of the green, and it rolls all the way over the back. I mean, moonshot. I didn't thin it. 
Yeah. I hit it pure. I mean, and the two guys after me, they both hit it short and didn't come up, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, Trey, Trey, I, it's funny you said that because I had this the same experience um, when I played in the, the US Mid Am at Colorado Golf Club. I've never played on anything that firm. I mean, yeah. aside from playing Lynx golf in Ireland, like, I'll never forget. I had uh, my buddy Jed was on the bag. I had two 12 out of the rough, eight iron. First of all, we're in Colorado, so it's already 10%, you know, whatever. And uh, 210, eight iron out of the rough. It landed short, goes over the green. I'm a 160 eight iron guy. Like, it's, yeah. it's like you're, 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 you know, and, and um, I think the biggest thing too was the wedges, like not, not knowing exactly where to, you know, you couldn't really throw any darts anywhere. And yeah. it's, uh, but I love the challenge of it. And I think it's, uh, it does. Some people would say, you know, can get a little goofy, but I would say, A, you're being asked to, you know, put it in the right position in the fairway, not just in the fairway. And you're being asked to control your trajectory and your spin more than you're used to. And I think that's what, you know, does help identify the best and most experienced players. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Did you meet anybody cool? Anybody? Oh, anybody man, I met, I met a lot of cool guys. There was one dude in my practice round who I played with who was, basically my doppelganger he didn't look like me but he didn't really practice and he just went to the gym and he <laughs> hit it a ton and he he was actually out driving me and uh i was like hey man like what's your ball speed he's like yeah you are such a fucking meathead it's unbelievable <laughs> i mean so you know dude what's your, what's ball, your ball speed bro, bro? Ball speed. No, i'm out here i'm pummel pummeling driver and the guy is the guy's 20 past me. I'm like, damn. Oh my, oh my God. And, uh, and he was like hitting it in the rough. Like he wasn't getting any roll. Um, and so I was like, you know, hey man, what's your ball speed? He goes, I think he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, 185, 190 cruising right now. He goes, I lost 10 miles an hour because I started getting back in the gym and it tightened me up. Whoa. You know, but he was a taller guy. He was probably 6'3. Was, he, had, he had good length. He had the genetic lottery is what we call it. Yeah, he, he'd go. He was super cool. And then I played with a guy during my rounds, my tournament rounds, Nick Macario, who's a super good player from Massachusetts. He's playing in the Crump Cup this year for the first time. He's played in the Gasparilla. He came in the – I think he made it to the semifinals last year at the mid-am. Mm. And so he's exempt for the next few years. And he was super cool with – we traded contact info. and Because I don't really – know much about the mid-am circuit or those bigger invitationals and he was super cool you know hey man you know let's exchange content i can try to get you into some of these events apparently my my game impressed him in some facet enough for him to want to do that it was he oh, was yeah. so he was so cool about That's it great. So, oh yeah dude yeah just shout out to that guy because he's the man <laughs> yeah get get into the guest barilla that's supposed to be a fun one yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that he mentioned. He's like, oh, we can gallery out there for some reason. I've yeah, seen they do. Like, like a lot of people watching that tournament. Really, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, that's um, obviously, you had a great experience uh, in the practice rounds and over Blue Mound. And tell us about the weather. The weather was an absolute nightmare. I know the tournament was extended by a couple of days, and um, stroke play was supposed to wrap up on Sunday, and it didn't wrap up till. Tuesday, what what happened for you specifically with all that? <laughs> I had to burn some of that vacation, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh 
Yeah, you, you know, we I've been looking at the weather kind of all week leading up, you know, looking like Sunday, some rain, but truth be told, I kind of like playing in the rain. I'm, you know, I refer to myself, you know, kind of a little bit of a mutter. You're a mutter. You're you know, a mutter. You know, Tom, you know, I don't mind the rain. Nope. The rain doesn't scare me. So I was thinking, you know, this is going to be an advantage for me playing in the rain. Um, so, you know, we play Saturday, beautiful conditions. Sunday, we're like, oh, you know, it looks like a hurricane's coming through, coming through here or whatever. So no golf Sunday. We went, drank some beers, watched some football, threw some axes with some of the other guys from Virginia, Scott Shingler. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Threw axes with Shingler? Oh, I, I convinced him to come. Yeah, he's the man. That's yeah. Great. So he was actually nice with it, though, too. He, he was kind oh. of thinking that. Yeah, he was nice with it. Of he was. <laughs> and uh, so no golf Sunday. And then because it was primarily Blue Mound that was the issue. Aaron Hills has sub air. So, mm. you know, wasn't going to be too much of a problem there with getting how everything. How far apart those two golf courses? How far, apart that that how far apart are the two courses? About 30. Yeah. 30. Yeah, Blue Mound's more like. In Milwaukee, and then Aaron Hills is a little outside, right? Yeah, but, Aaron Hills uh, is kind of middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, well, so, well, yeah. Blue Mound took really a beating just because, you know, as you referred to, we're kind of the old traditional style, whatever. And so, on, so that was Sunday. So then on Monday, you know, everything was delayed. And they apparently the superintendent put out a text at some, something like three in the morning to, superintendents all around the area like hey if we if we're gonna play any golf at all today you need as much help as i can get and apparently all these guys from all the other courses showed up with pumps and um equipment which is super cool to show awesome that really shows how you know good the community is about you know helping each other out and whatnot out there which was cool so we ended up getting a little bit of golf in on monday i didn't tee off till 6 (laughs) p.m i played three holes which was very odd kind of in the darkness because it had been raining all day. So it was, it was oh, much darker than you would have imagined. Mentally. That's so weird. You're, you're sitting around all day and you go out at six o'clock as the yeah, sun's was, going down to play a few holes. Yeah. It, it was real weird. So, you know, I didn't really know what exactly. Was. Sorry, I'm just going to go and warm up as if I was going to go play a full round of golf. You know, so I do that and then, you know, get off to a horrific start. Those play those three holes horribly. That first hole the one knock that I do have on the tournament is it was a par five in the U S open and normally. So they moved the tee up to make it a par four. So it was four ninety five or something. Four ninety seven. That's a deep par four. Well, and it's straight into the wind and there's nowhere to hit it for a guy like me who hits it kind of far. And I don't have a three wood other issues, but <laughs> uh, so if you, so left is a hazard and the a, a fourth of the fairway is sloped like this. So if you hit it in the fairway, like it's kicking in and then you've got bunkers all up the right and then a bunker straight away, three, 300. So I'm like, where do I hit this? You know, I've got driver. And so I hit it to Mars, right. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be up on top of this, this flat hill. No ball goes inside of a bush on the bank, you know, <laughs> so I'm eye level with the ball having to try to hit it quick double. Mm. Um, you know, I'm like, whatever. And then, you know, play the other two holes pretty poorly as well. But that it didn't really bug me, you know, because I've always kind of I haven't been the guy that gets off to sweet starts. I've been kind of the uh 
you know, kind of screw up a little bit early, get comfortable, hone it in, finish, finish well. And you're so very, you're very comfy being like one or two over par through. I don't mind it, dude. I really, I, I really don't. And, and, and Rosie will tell you earlier this year, we were playing and I turned like three under four under in a, like the the city mid-am and just yeah. blew up on the back, you know? I'm like, I kind of like being behind the eight ball a little bit. <laughs> Closing strong. I'm the same way. I love I love making the turnaround even. One under. One know, when, under I, yeah. when, when three or four under is the goal, I love just shooting like even on the front and let's see if we can get after it on the back. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I'm, know why. I like burning like the first five holes. In I mean, and that's, me that's, too. that's just because I'm not super. I wish I was more comfortable, but I'm not super comfy like four under making the turn i wish i was <laughs> gotta get that thing to nine rosie i know i know i know it's probably a mindset shift we need to make rosie yeah because at my home club you know I'm, that's all i'm about so i need to take that attitude out you know to to tournaments more but uh but yeah so then i you know played three holes like trash but it was you know I, it didn't it didn't kill me I, we went and had beers with my parents and ate cheese curds you know it, I, I'm going to get over it. Yeah. yeah. And then exactly. life goes on. There's going to be yeah. another, you know, mid am. And you got almost the full round to go the next day to make up, yeah. to make so up. I'm like, I'm like yeah. 15 holes. Haven't played a par right. five, you know, no problem. And then I was just, my swing was just a little out of sync though. On, on Tuesday, I just wasn't hitting it the same that I was hitting it. You know, the first two practice rounds and then the first day of the tournament, I don't know, you know, excuses, but, Hanging in the hotel definitely didn't help me, um, which, you know, I kind of wish we played back to back because I was swinging so well Saturday after Saturday morning, like the, that back nine, I was swinging so well with every club and putting it well, feeling starting to feel good. And then, you know, I had to wait two days and I was just a little off, a little quick at the top and just, just, you know, a little left, a little right. And then wrong tears all day long, like I said, and then just three putting myself into the grave. But yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. That is how it goes. Um, well, what are you looking for? Like, what are you kind of getting into now? I know you're working obviously full time, but as a as a mid am golfer, what are you looking forward to in the in the next you know few months? Next you know next season. Yeah, I've got a couple of things coming up to wrap the season up. I've got the my home club hosts an invitational, a two man invitational, so I'm doing that, and then I've got U.S. Four Ball qualifier. And then I did find out, although I was missing the cut at Aaron Hills, I made the Virginia State team. So I've got that. Nice. Congrats. uh, Mid-October out at the Virginian. And then I've got the Barstool Classic out at Phoenix, baby. That's kind of the end of my my season. But next year, definitely looking to have more of a structured schedule, play a little bit bigger events, play better in the bigger events, too. Just this experience, although I missed the cut, it, it gave me some serious validation, honestly. Yeah. Just with, you know, I shot 70 that first round and walked off the course like, golly, I left so many out there. It felt like, um, and really kind of, Sean told me after the round, he's like, hey, man, like, this isn't, I'm not blowing smoke, but he's, you are like a top tier ball striker out here. Like, you need to act like you belong. And that was kind of one thing I was focusing on mentally the whole week is, you know, I do belong out there um, and whatnot. 100%. So, you know, I've got a definitely got some confidence even coming off the miscut. cut. Just thinking back, I still think every night, you know, back to back to the turn, I'm like, oh, my gosh, the three pots, you know, oh, if only, you know, one drive went better, maybe would have 
you know, resulted in a different, yeah. I got off to a better start on those three holes, you know, three pars, maybe it ends up different for me, but you know, you can't play that game with yourself. It just, it fired me up. It's definitely fuel to the fire. And so, although I didn't really practice, I'm going to start, I'm going to start practicing uh, <laughs> next season. Don't mess yourself. Don't, don't try too hard now. You don't want yeah, to try too hard. Yeah. Yeah. No lie, but definitely, definitely a super positive experience overall and all, all the support back home from my, my club guys and, yeah. um, you know, my family and my friends like, you guys. Yeah. I mean, everyone was just like, Hey man, you know, super good job getting there and, you know, way to hang in there tough. Uh, so that was super awesome. cool. Uh, you know, definitely gave me a little positive, positive confidence. Dude, I love Great. it. I was so pumped when I saw you qualified and I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I was really excited that you beat my buddy Jake Richardson because he'd been talking a bunch <laughs> of bullshit going into that qualifier, and I'm glad that you shut his mouth, which I appreciate. And I hope he listens to this podcast too. But, Dude, uh, it's too funny. That qualifier still to this day, that I'll never forget that. You know, the three over through five, you're automatically any, you know, 18 holes, you're like, I'm, right. I'm, at, like, I'm done. And I just refused to let myself get there mentally. That was actually – one of my mental, one of my goals that I have for the season, I like write down my goals, like Justin Thomas does every year. And one of my goals this year, it has nothing to do with, you know, ball strike or anything. Just don't ever quit. Like don't ever quit. Always try your best. Don't necessarily try your hardest, but, you know, try your best in every shot. And I was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe when I walked up the 18th green, I was like, wow, you know, I can't wait to call my dad, you know, cause my dad's going to be so proud because he's the, and Rosie can attest to this. My dad's the biggest grinder. You ever, mm. ever, never gives up a single shot. Every single shot is like, it matters the most to him. And so he was, he was over the moon. I was so happy to, uh, you know, kind of do that, uh, you know, for him, he was, he was super excited. So, and he, you know, that fact that he got to come out and he had a yeah. field day with me, was following me around in my practice rounds and I let him hit, you know, a couple of chip shots and some putts. So it was cool. That's awesome, dude. Very good. Did you happen to come across either the uh, just to mention uh, the winner um, was uh, Matthew McLean of Belfast, Northern Ireland. He beat the, it was an all Ireland final <laughs> with uh, Hugh Foley, who I, I read earlier today. Um, they ended up getting paired like they didn't know each other beforehand, I guess, or maybe they did a little bit, but they became like best friends as the week went on. I don't know if you saw any of this, Joey, but uh, they got housed in the same house. They were staying in the same guy's house for uh for the week and ended wow. up being there for nine days from the start of stroke play till or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Practice round yeah. through was a Thursday through the following Saturday. They were together for nine days. And um, anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know yeah. if you came across either of those guys. I don't know if I'd like that being yeah. same house of the guy that I know, like oh. going up against the very end and get this because the weather threw everything off. They didn't have a 36 hole final in one day. They had it. They had to like, it was like Friday afternoon. They played the first 18 and then they got the, the final 18 done mm -hmm. Saturday morning. And they went out and had like a steak dinner together. And they're in the middle of the <laughs> U.S. Mid-Am final. I think uh, McLean was two up at the turn, so to speak, through 18. But um, I, yeah, that was kind of a bizarre That's situation. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. What, what an what yeah. time. I think I accidentally had lunch. I'm well, not accident, <laughs> but I think by chance I had lunch right next to the guy. You know, because you can't miss that accent. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there after my MC eating seven tacos and churros and having beers, you know. 
depression beers. That's why I call him like, yo, Sean, go get me another depression churro, whatever. Um, <laughs> and he was talking, you know, people were coming to him like, Oh, good plan. Good plan. And then, you know, he had that, he had that accent. I'm like, and then when I saw he was like, I'm like, that had to be, had to be one of the guys. Oh, which one. Right. But, uh, you know, had to be one of them, which that, that is so cool. Yeah. I think so too. So. All right, uh, buddy. Well, did you catch? Uh, I, I want you. I want to tell you to tell that one story we were talking about. Oh, <laughs> oh the plane story. Yeah. yeah so Tom, oh. If anyone didn't hear, Tom had a very traumatic plane experience. That you and, and, and apparently, Joey has a very similar one. So I want to hear his. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna make people listen to the other pod if they want to hear Tom's. But yeah, it's fun. So when I was listening to yours, I was like, man, I had an identical, um, identical experience. So I'm full. This is back when I was playing club golf, and. uh Made it to club golf. National. First of all, I didn't know you played. So you played club golf first, and then you made the. Yeah, so I was varsity. in club golf for about two. Years. I always think it's weird to say Not, varsity yeah. when you're talking we about. Had, we had we had some personnel issues while we were <laughs> at school, so so Joey was a a welcome add to. The you got program. called up. I love it. So yeah, I found out that yeah, apparently, that. yeah, apparently Rosie, I was someone told me this. The the pro at the time at the river course, after I got pulled up, he was like, "Hey, man." You're the first walk-on in 40 years. Correct. We didn't have walk-ons, right? Like, yeah. So I was just playing club golf. That, that's a story for a different time. That's kind of a long, but yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to, I make nationals for club golf and it's down in Disney. So I'm flying to Orlando or flying back rather after the tournament. And, you know, you kind of hear like a, you're on, you're on the plane and like, you know, kind of, it, it's not turbulence. It's a, right. <laughs> There's a difference, wind. dude. There's Man, a difference. A lot of slower now. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's kind of murmuring. Oh, oh, oh. And you hear those <laughs> kind of whispers and whatever. And then on comes the intercom. You're like, Bing. And then, uh, sorry, we have a, we got to make an emergency landing. We've lost one of our, uh, one of our two engines, you know, and everyone's just like, oh God, oh, ah. you know, kind of losing their shit. And so we had to make an emergency landing. Can't remember where, but uh, yeah, we had to fly around for a little bit in circles to try to burn fuel because we had basically just taken off and in the landing, we were going to be too heavy and blow out the tires. Well, that happened anyways. Yeah. Tom, when you said that, I, I was thinking, man, I have to tell this story. I have Dude, to. Fucking so, tires, landing, yeah. You're gone. Obliterate. Right. So, you know, we're coming into land and then you just, just crash, just basically crashing into the pavement. Crash. It's a crash yeah. landing. It's a crash then, landing. You know, you look out the window in the fire trucks, you know, they're, <laughs> they're <just laughs> lying out, whatever. So, yeah, after that. That's crazy. Y'all both had a story like that. I feel like not that, that many is. people have ever had. I mean, people that have flown for 40 years, their whole lives, you know, business travel, like right. don't necessarily have a story right. like that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that we're both alive, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just, well. What airline were you on back then? Probably it was either Delta or United. Fuck Delta, dude! I hope <laughs> it was Delta. I hate Delta. We're we're boycotting Delta. We're never gonna. Oh, dude, go. I, I'm, I'm going sure to fly American to Aaron Hills. I'm Delta tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, good luck, man. Nice, good nice good you, buddy. Trey, uh, safe traveling, bro. Yeah, he'll be safe all right. All right, Joe. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. That was great. absolutely. Thanks for the invite. Hopefully, I can do some more good things in golf and, and keep jumping on. Yeah, Bye, man. We'd love yeah. to have you back. All right, brother. All right, guys. See y'all. Peace. Peace.